The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, can you smell what The Rock is cooking from the outrageously aggressive marketing campaign? I wouldn't be surprised if the dude was at your house right now in an apron and oven mitts. That's right, we're talking Dwayne J's story of Adam and Evil. I'm Riggs. I'm Eddie. And this is the Film Addicts Podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to the Filmatics Podcast. I'm here with Addy. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I've been trying to redeem my username, Filmatics, so we get into that when we're doing what are we watching, but how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I was, um, I've was. i been busy. I was in uh, Sydney or New South Wales working um, this week, and that was a lot. There's a lot of stuff to do there, uh, but it was super fun, um, and I'm glad to be back. So I might not have as much what were we watching uh, as you but that's okay that's totally cool we're here to talk about black adam predominantly um and uh you know you loved it uh i'm 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 sort of okay with it and not not 100% on it not 50% on it i'm somewhere in the middle it was totally fine but absolutely before we get into that um do we want do we do what are we watching or are we doing nerd news first well let's do what are we watching first Okay, what are we watching? Hey, the timing was really good on that one. All right, thank you. Cool. All right, well then you you start this because uh, I've got one thing to talk about. So, what have you been watching? Oh, um, so anyone who doesn't know, which is fucking weird for me to say because this is called the Filmatics Podcast. Um, <laughs> all right, because someone's watching it right again. Oh yeah, it fucking is too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, our previous episode, we had uh, lovely, lovely Leanne on our show. We did. Super fun episode. And she watched about 50 movies the last month in October. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had a deal with her that I'm going to break her record in one month. Wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. 50 movies in a month? Yeah. And then you said... That's almost oh, two you... a day. Yeah. Dude, this is exactly what you said. Is it? Okay. <laughs> need to re-listen to that podcast <laughs> yeah so you beat did you do beat you beat her record you did more oh, than 50 not not yet but i think i might because um well you still got a few days yeah i do but uh she she didn't say anything about the episodes that she watched so i'm gonna i watched 32 films and 88 episodes of television in 24 days 88 episodes of television <laughs> yep. is that just normal people no, no, no. So, Eight times. So, so this is so this is without the normal people rewatch. Right. Okay. That doesn't count. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, maybe maybe you won't get to all of them, but what run through? What did you watch? Oh boy, so much. But um, I was don't worry, darling. Oh yeah. What's the four one one on that piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I, I I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment. I just was was. Being coarse, um, it's, and I'm not like I'm not saying that because of Harry Styles, but Harry Styles is a part of it. It's he's part of the movie, but it, this is Florence Pugh's movie, mm-hmm. and uh, 
I think this might be my favorite one of the year. Your favorite movie of the year? Get out of town. <laughs> Fucking hell. Olivia Wilde's phone just blew up. <laughs> They're talking about you, babe. Seriously. She's, she's oh, I might win that Oscar that I was thinking about. Uh, well, fucking Oscar. Dude, they didn't even release it here because of the fucking controversy. I hate that. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Yeah, so, and uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was my number one. And this, okay. this, this one took it down. Oh, really? Yeah. But here's, here's how it fucked up, right? So I was like, I want to watch something fun. Because I, because like, this was me, like, after 23 movies. I was like, I want to watch something fun, something relaxing. So I watched uh, Chainspotting. <laughs> For a fun, relaxing time. Right, because I had no fucking With idea fucking what it high? was. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's so, about as fun and relaxing as fucking shaving your taint. I've no idea what that means. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the little piece of skin between breakfast and lunch. I'm not going to ask what that is. Between <laughs> between genitals and anus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I would wager it's hard to shave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All this because you brought up Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. So I was, I was chain spotting. I was having fun. And then it wasn't fun when the baby died. And then it was all downhill from that. Spoilers? Fuck. No, I'm doing this like movies 25 years old. Um, okay. So train spotting, don't worry, darling. Anything else on the on the top of the list there? Yeah, so I wanted to relax again because train spotting was a lot. So I watched I binged the whole of Fleabag. And that wasn't good for my mental health anyway. Yeah, now you're talking. But that's some good I mean, I don't I I can't comment on Don't Worry, Darling, but train spotting is a decent enough movie. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's well made at least. Um Fleabag is the shit. That Fleabag is, one of the, best TV is shows the shit of all time. Like, just the opening scene, you know, and that that the, the contemplativeness, um, and and the I don't know a voice you haven't heard before, like the questions that that a woman might ask herself that they they only ask themselves. You know, it's so it's so interesting and and yeah, so beautifully written and beautifully performed. Yeah, Phoebe's Phoebe's the best man. She's amazing, and uh, a friend of mine told me to watch it like a long, long time ago, and I didn't watch mm-hmm. it. And then I I watched it, and I'm not kidding when I say she's probably the only protagonist in all of fiction that I've ever related to so much. Oh, really? Okay. Like not the whole sex part, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Fill your boots, mate. <laughs> yeah, but like just the amount of like. Just how much she wants to say, but she doesn't. But she looks at like the the audience. Yeah, it's it's a it's in place of internal monologue, like uh, internal dialogue rather. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's breaking the fourth wall is a really particular thing that you can't do well. You know, there's there's not a lot of opportunity to do that within story structure as it is, and when it's done poorly, it's done poorly. Um, but then sometimes it's this is a joke for only Australians. There was a TV show called Pugwall's Summer. 
and uh, the protagonist was a high school student who was in a band called the Orange Organics and he would constantly turn to the camera and, and talk to the camera. And I know that guy. I know the actor who played that that character. But um, that, you know, it works in that. It, like for some reason, it just kind of, it, 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 it gelled really well. But then other times it's it's can be fucking obnoxious. Yeah. And it's the, like, <clears throat> I know like Fleabag was a play a one-woman show play, and then it was made into a TV show. Mm, yeah. Like, after watching the show, I really wanted to watch the play, and it's not that case with me that often. No. It's... it's. I think it's available. Like, if you've got... There's some streaming service that's on, mate, perhaps, for, for theatre stuff. I can't remember the name of it. But, yeah, I, I, I would recommend you do that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and I've miss it. I've missing talking about this show for a long, long time. So I'm gonna say it because um, I I got into like actual anime again, or not again, oh, yeah. just for the first time. Sure. And something not a lot of people know about me is uh, when I was in school, uh, I played volleyball for like volleyball, from middle school to uh, second year of high school. Okay. And, Did uh, you do it naked, half naked on a beach with Tom Cruise? I'm not the rock. <laughs> he wasn't in Top Gun. What are you talking about? It's a sexy scene. Sorry, yeah. keep going. You played volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> and um, a very close friend of mine uh, who I met on Instagram as well, uh, he's, he's a really big uh, anime guy. For the lack of a better word, anime guy. Okay. So he told me to watch this uh, series called Haiku, which is about a high school volleyball team. And I I binged the first two seasons, and then like season three is just one match. And then, wow, really? Yeah, it's okay. it's only ten episodes, but it's one match, sure. and uh, it's really cool. And then it only has four seasons. And watch, and then I finished it with season four, and uh, it's like I resonated with it so much because it's and it's it's like it's so well written, like each character you feel for them, and like the main character is goofy and fucking amazing, but like he's also that kind of person when you're in like such a stressful moment, he won't give a fuck. He he's just gonna be himself. Mm-hmm. And it's his story about growing and how how people like in the team see him grow and then get motivated to grow. And they go all the way to the nationals and it like it fucking made me cry, man. Like I was crying in the last two episodes. I'm like, oh man, this is amazing. Can I just ask, it's called Haiku, did you say? Yep. Does it have anything to do with poetry? Uh absolutely not. <laughs> Okay, I wonder what that's why they call it because that's the the the, the Japanese <coughs> poetry. Like that was it seven syllables, five syllables, seven syllables, is the is the format for a haiku. I, I don't know. Okay, no, that's the case. I just don't know what it has to do with playing volleyball. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably fucking nothing. If I know anything about anime, you know, especially the more recent stuff, the the uh, um the titles mean nothing compared to well not mean nothing but the titles are disparate and 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 unusual unless you're really in it and you understand it like full metal full full metal alchemist out loud sounds like a fucking heavy metal band yeah but yeah it's something else um or ghost in the shell 
or gunsmith cats. Like, what does that mean? That's well, that's the it's a it's an agency. <laughs> but anyway, anything was there anything else really cool? Uh, yeah, uh, something cool that's actually going on right now is Chainsaw Man. Please watch that. Oh, yeah, I was talking to someone about that the other day, and they were talking, and it, it, apparently there's a dog in it with a chainsaw head. Yeah. I've just, I mean, I, what happened to Ben Ten? Remember Ben Ten? <laughs> I've been watching so Ben 10 as well. All he did was be like, hey, call on an alien or a monster or whatever the fuck it is and punch, punch, punch. Now there's people with dogs with chainsaws for heads. I feel old. Like, dude, <clears throat> I, I saw this uh, comment the other day and like MAPA, who's the, which is the company that's doing the animation for uh, Chainsaw Man. It's all hand-drawn, by the way. There's no CG. Oh, that's cool. But it's so well done that people are like, comparing it to CG. So they had to come out with a statement saying that, no, it's not CG. We didn't use any CG. It's just hand-drawn. We're just that fucking good. Seems like everybody's got an opinion this week. Fuck. We'll get into that. Yeah. Some some, some nerd news. Um, and, 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 and anything else? I mean, you watched 400 things, so it's hard to go through them all. But Yeah, that's, that's all. I kind of watched Amsterdam sleeping. What do you mean you kind of watched it? I was sleeping. That's, I mean, that's totally fine. You can fall asleep during Amsterdam because it's hard to follow anything in that picture. <laughs> yes. Just looking at pretty people and that was all it. I couldn't tell you what the story of that film is. Like, if you asked me, um, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you the second I walked out of the fucking cinema, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. What was that about? <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale was in, uh, he had a, it was an eyeball and doctors. Margot Robbie. 40s caper like that what that would have been all i'd be able to say i would have had tourettes i would have had story tourettes for a minute but um so what am i watching uh as i said i've been i've been away working so not a lot but i started the jack ryan series on amazon prime with john krasinski um because i needed something simple and procedural and and i like exposition it's one of my favorite things in 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 tv and movies where they where they're working things out and they've got oh this is going to happen here and and solving the crimes and then every episode ends with a big you know dust up of some sort and then a huge cliffhanger and so i just felt like that and i've really gotten into it like i smashed the first season in just a couple of days like they're only eight episodes but he's really charismatic he's he's great at the emotional stuff like jack ryan's not a traditionally emotional person well i mean i guess he kind of is i haven't read the books i'm just talking about the movies that they made with harrison ford and ben affleck and um i think uh, alec baldwin played him in half of red october and chris pine was in it as well like he played uh, um jack ryan in shadow recruit which is like a prequel kind of thing i like that character um he's he's a super smart guy who's used to be in the military and he's but he's just a normal dude he's not jason bourne he's not james bond he's just this person uh, who you can relate to and understand, you know, his loss and his his pain and his feeling. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 really digging that show. I'm I'm going to finish up the second season this week and third season starts soon where he's on the run. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited about it. Jack Ryan TV series on Amazon Prime. Check it out. They are not a sponsor. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> Inside fucking rules. I was, was going to do I, that. I, I drove to um, to Sydney, which is a nine-hour drive, um, to do this job, and uh, just because I had all my gear with me, and 
seemed considering the cost of flights at the moment, it was more cost effective to do that. And um, I listened to heaps of podcasts and heaps of music, but I listened to Inside the 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 um, Bo Burnham album a few times, singing along. Rules. Check out Inside Bo Burnham on Netflix. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> Shall we get into some nerd news? We should, but before that, um, you watched uh, Jack Ryan. I think you might like. Uh, I think you might like Reacher as well. Yeah, I've seen Reacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. So shut up. No, okay. I do like it. He's that actor is great, uh, but he's not John Krasinski. He doesn't have the emotional kind of oh yeah range. Um, he's just a big that mo- that show is basically Kevin Smith said it, it's basically Batman without the costume. He's just going around whooping people's asses. This blonde, beautiful creature. Um, but yeah, I do I do dig Reacher. It's that's it's kind of the, very much the same vein. Yeah. Um, so. Let's get into nerd news. Here's Johnny's theme song. Okay, so there's a bunch of nerd news. Um, There's one particular thing that I want to talk about because it's becoming frustratingly common and uh and and we'll get into it but uh a couple of really cool things that i i wanted to hit on first uh um uh the the sequel to the spider-verse across the spider-verse that was terrible Ray. sequel to into into the spider-verse called across the spider-verse thank you thank you very much um uh, it will have six definitive animation styles which is really cool. Um, the first one obviously kind of had the different characters represented by different animation styles, but this one looks like it's going to be going into those worlds and showing you all these different uh, animation styles, which is great. Really good, um, really good decision on their part. You, you're fucking super excited for that, aren't you? I am. Uh, so if anyone hasn't watched uh, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, watch that. Because the reason why they pushed that is because they learned a lot of stuff in Mitchell's Western Machine, Machines. And they want to implement that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, that was a, that is a really good picture. I didn't watch that until Oscar season and um, it was nominated for Best Animated Film. And it was my, it was my favorite of, of, of that year. Um, this one I just found out today. Jensen Eccles was reportedly almost cast as Deadpool over Ryan Reynolds. Back in 2016, uh, he had an appearance on a, uh, a radio show recently, and he said, um, there was definitely a movie I was uh, very much in talks about. Uh, I wasn't available, uh, so the train kind of stopped there. But had I been available, I would have done it. Uh, jumped, all th- jumped through all the studio hoops um, and all that stuff. Uh, and then they asked him, I think, what was it? And he said, Deadpool. It's probably a good thing because my ex-girlfriend was on there, so it would have been really awkward. Um, so probably worked out for the best. I don't know who he's talking about. Maybe he dated um, Marina Bacchanara. Uh What's her name? I have no idea. From Deadpool? Marina? Not Marina. I'm thinking of Marina Pryor. Hang on. I'm going to have to look her up. Hey, maybe he dated Ryan Reynolds. What's to say? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he said ex-girlfriend. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Uh, yeah, Marina uh, Baccarin. 
who's who was plays the love interest in in Deadpool. Maybe he's talking about her. But yeah, Jensen Eccles is Deadpool. I I'd buy that. He's fucking hilarious in in um Supernatural. I haven't seen Supernatural, so like my only my only intake of Jensen Eccles has been either fuck was he Batman? He was Batman in like some of the films, right? He he did the voice of Batman in Long Halloween. Um, that they recently did, but he was also the voice of Jason, voice of Jason Todd yes. in Under the Red Hood, and he, the amazing vocal performance. That's that still sticks out in my head. Um, but he played, uh, but of course he was in the Boys, yeah, Soldier Boy, yeah. So I know the article that you're referencing because I saw it too, and I got really scared when I saw it because I saw Jensen Ackles reported and dead. I didn't read the whole thing, and I was like, oh fuck me. That would be. A harsh day. A harsh day. Oh, that's something we're probably going to have to address as well. Yeah. We'll get to that, we'll get to that in a second. Um, not that Jensen Eccles is dead, that someone else is dead. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Dead, the podcast. Um, this one is funny. Indiana Jones 5, um, which is currently uh, uh, being shot, uh, is going to be set in 1969. It's about the Nazi space race and... They're going to de-age Harrison Ford 45 years to do flashbacks. De-aging for, digitally. For which the I just, opening, right? Yeah, which I just think that's... I wish they would stop doing because the human eye is so attuned to actual human facial structure and the way that we emote through our face. You can never breach the uncanny, uncanny valley. It's always going to look fake. Um, you know, I just, I just can't, I can't get on board with it. Just leave it alone. Just maybe don't write flashbacks. But then again, I don't run a huge Hollywood studio. I mean, or am Harrison Ford. Yeah. I mean, Harrison Ford in that one image looks like he's going to murder literally everyone who's going to come in front of him. <laughs> he's so, so surly. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in that. She plays <clears throat> his goddaughter, Helena. Yeah. Um, which is, which um, I hope. on board for. I hope this is a passing of torch thing where she becomes the next Indiana Jones and has the franchise. Oh, fucking make I'm it happen. I'm hoping yep. it. Yep. Everyone, um, is it Disney? No, Paramount. Paramount. Damn it. Disney Plus, do you have any? No, I don't have anything to do with that one. Um, it's just Paramount. Oh, okay, fuck. You're in a good mood today. Yeah, I got laid last night <laughs> by another streaming service. <laughs> who Who was it? James Cameron. Me and Amazon Red. <laughs> And what used to be Fox had a baby. Um, what are we talking about? Amazon Prime or Amazon Prime, Paramount Network, or whoever the hell you are, Phoebe Waller Bridge as Helena Jones. Make it happen. Um, okay, this this is a two pronged one. One is is Quentin Tarantino has come out like everybody has, and and. Uh, you know, said that his main problem... Talked about his main problem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I feel like it's really fucking trendy to do this at the moment. And I don't... I'm not supporting Marvel 100%. Like, I, I know that they have their problems and stuff like that. But I'm just like, can we get off this fucking subject? It's so tedious. And it's and it breeds this clickbait nonsense. Like, this shouldn't be a story. Um, and, and, and yet we're doing it. Um, so, yeah, he's just talking about how he used to like them, but... That's all that gets made anymore, and and how it's not—they're not movie stars. The characters are the stars, which is 
not really 100% true. You you said that to me before. Isn't that the fucking point, though? Like, <clears throat> like okay, what he's talking about is not true, but let's imagine that it is, mm. right? Let's just imagine that the character is bigger than the actor. Isn't that what you fucking want? Like, when you, yeah. when you have fucking Superman, you don't want to see, oh, Henry Cavill has a mustache. No! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish. I wish. A thousand sexually confused thoughts would get launched if Henry Cavill was Superman and a mustache, I tell you. Or, or um, like a full fucking beard mustache. Yeah. F- well, yeah. Look, they, they cast Ke- um, uh, Christopher Reeve back in the day because he was an unknown. They wanted to get Paul Newman and fucking, who was it, Robert Redford and James Kahn. Like, what are you talking about? They're, they're so recognisable. Um, you've got to do that. But, you know, Chris Evans was... a was popular back then. Chris Hemsworth absolutely wasn't. He was still in this Australian kid. The, it built it built their stardom. These these movies. So I don't. It's a kind of a moot point. But the, the, you know, Tarantino you know, saying, Scorsese saying it. Like they have caveat because of their level of of um, their status, filmmaking prowess. Yeah, the prestigious. Um, and and the one that um, that kind of made this this stick out to me. This part of the story is. Um, is it, is it um, Simu Lu, the, the guy from... Um, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, right. So he's come out um, and said that... Uh, and, and said this. Um, if only gatekeepers... If the only gatekeepers for movie stardom came from Tarantino and Scorsese, I would have never had the opportunity to lead a $400 million plus movie. I'm in awe of their filmmaking genius. They, have tran- they are transcendent auteurs, but they don't get the, to point their nose down at me or anyone. No movie studio is or ever will be perfect, but I'm proud to work in one that has made a sustained effort to improve diversity on screen by creating heroes that empower and inspire people in the communities everywhere. Uh, I love the Golden Age too, but it's white as hell, end quote. He's not wrong, but he he is... I don't know if he's... What's going on with him? But you don't attack Martin Scorsese and Quint Tarantino on diversity. You just don't. They're, they're, they are two white straight men as far as I understand but if you look at their the history of their films they are some of the most inclusive movies made in the Hollywood system um, particularly Tarantino in in the last few years he has had you know movies that featured uh, uh, you know almost all female protagonist cast in in death proof he's always had African Americans um, he's always had uh, women of power uh, Jackie Brown is headed um, by a woman of color like uh, he's never had any sort of negative stuff in his movies towards people of other genders or other sexual orientations. And Marty's the same. All of his movies are about, you know, the, the majorities, people on the margins, um, whether they're white or not. Like, I, I understand the point that, that um, the character, uh, uh, the, the gentleman who plays Shang-Chi is making, but they're not the people you go after. Sure. Um, and Marvel doesn't have a great track record for diversity. They do now. Um, but pre Endgame, Phase three, yeah, not at all. Like it, it, it it's it, they didn't even get a female-led picture because they felt like they didn't have an aggregate until they were like, oh, hang on, we've got Black Widow hiding around. Isn't she dead? Oh fuck it, let's just bring her back. Like that kind of thing. And now you've got things like Shang Chi, you've got the Eternals, you've got um, uh, 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 She Hulk. They understand there's a bigger conversation going on here, but don't talk about these guys, 
you know, this 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 filmmaking, spe- specifically Marty Scorsese, like he's been making movies longer than this guy's been alive. So maybe just shut up and 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 make your pictures and understand that this conversation is only used to uh, uh, feed the news cycle. There is no value to this at all. And that goes for what Marty and Tarantino are saying as well. And journalists, stop baiting these guys. Stop asking that question. It's fucking old. Ask them interesting questions about their craft, things that people can learn from, not this fucking divisive shit where it's you're either Marvel or you're not. There's no camps here. This is filmmaking and there's all different pockets to that. And everybody just get back to what this is. You know, it's the Oscars slap. It's everything that isn't about making movies and everything that is about making news. <sighs> news. In quotes. Yeah. News in end quotes. Yeah. No, it's about people <clears throat> getting likes on Instagram or whatever. So sorry about that rant, everyone. It's just really been bugging me because I understand both sides of the argument and both sides of the argument have made their point. feverishly and fervently multiple times just give it up let's move on to whatever's next like hey something the fuck else please yeah (sighs) i know like both of us are tired of talking about it as well because we talked Mm. about it at length in our first episode and we're still here i know and i know and we're we're film journalists we've got to do it but no i just i wanted to mention it to to voice that that kind of thought not that my my opinion is going to change anything i just i had to get it off my chest um and just before we move on to the black Adam of it all. You can't leave us pause that long between yeah. black and something, honestly. <laughs> but I, I was just thinking, I nearly said Panther was why I was, I was yep. nearly said black Panther. Um, so before we go into that, uh, just briefly last week, the, the entertainment industry lost an absolute legend. Um, Kevin Conroy, uh, supremely famous as as the voice of Batman in the animated series um, from the 90s, a bunch of uh, the movies, also the video games, and, and a wonderful actor and, and, and outside of Batman as well, um, uh, uh, passed away tragically very, very young. Um, the outpour of love for him was... was it was both beautiful and gut-wrenching at the same time, like he really touched so many lives. There would not be an instance in my life where I pick up and read a Batman comic and don't hear Kevin Conroy's voice. That that you know we talked about it on on our um, animation episode. Uh, that show is formative. It changed the way that people made uh, you know animated shows um, and the storytelling. And his voice was just remarkable. And he's also he was also um, you know a great voice for um, uh, uh, the gay community. Um, for the LGBTQ plus community, um, uh, you know, he, when he started in Hollywood, he had a hard time with that and was able to find some strength there. And, you know, it, through playing Batman, even he was able to find that. So yeah, real, real tragic loss. I, I did, uh, I shed a tear that day. That's for sure. Is he your Batman? I know. He's not my Batman. Sorry. Okay, Addy's leaving the podcast. Everyone, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> no, it's Ben Affleck. I know, but I mean, you got to represent for the the legacy of this dude. Of course, like he wasn't my Batman, but I've seen that show, and there's no, there's no like underestimating how impactful that show is to a lot of people, and how impactful it is to just the animation industry itself. Oh yeah, it broke the mold, man. They they animated on black paper. 
so that they they didn't have, there was no after affecting that it was all done like you know the the backgrounds and stuff was animated on on black on graphite paper just incredible and his voice is also synonymous with those with the arkham games which were fucking enormous like really huge even i like i'm not good at video games i don't video game because i'm i suck at them you know i once played uh uh grand theft auto for two hours doing nothing just driving around and got chased by the police finally got away from after swimming for 20 minutes and then got eaten by a fucking mountain lion like what the what that was when i knew it wasn't for me but even i knew about the popularity of those games and how huge they were um so yeah Kevin, we'll see you on the other side, mate. Save us a seat at the at the big cinema in the sky. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, Bit of a downer. Sorry, everyone. No, that's all right. It's it's good to it's good to uh, pay tribute to the people that you love. Yeah, absolutely. And when I say also he passed away last week, by the time you're hearing this, it'll be a couple of weeks from when he passed away. So no, no disrespect intended. One more one more news story before we go. We, 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 we skipped over it by accident, but we'll come back. Um, Silk Spider Society is a TV show that will kick off a slate of Marvel Sony live action series at Amazon. Addy, I, I didn't read the rest of the article. You had some feelings on the day. Tell me, tell me what's up with this. Oh, you know exactly what my feelings are on the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, the, but I'm not. It's not just me and you, man. We've got fans now. We've got people who want to know. Well, I'm not going to go into detail, uh, but yeah, I I fucking love Silk, and uh, there's a lot of uh, chatter on the internet about, especially men going, "Who wanted this?" And I was like, "I fucking did." All right, this is this is my this is my win. Shut the fuck up. Uh oh, Eddie just exploded. <laughs> yeah, his man. Oh, oh fucking hell, man! So like, she's gonna kick off like a ton of shows that's gonna that's gonna be inside the Spider Society, and uh, Spider Society is basically like it's a club of spider people from. You don't different- say. Yeah. Because there's Spider Woman, there's Silk, there's uh, there's Spider Gwen, Cotton, um, polyester. <laughs> That's right, fabric jokes. Everyone, is that what you came here for? Welcome to the Fabric <laughs> Addicts <laughs> Podcast. Fucking knew it. You knew I was going to make that joke. We've been doing this for a long time, buddy. Hey, you know what's funny? Actually, sorry to cut you off. Just one thing, really quickly. Um, it was a, it's a year ago today that. Uh, uh, we we did the first uh, well I wrote anyway and sent to you the first um, Hawkeye review yeah I know I isn't remember. that fucking cool a year ago today and I only know that because I keep a diary and I, I read it back anyway you Spider Society tell me tell me the things so they're going to do a whole bunch <clears throat> yeah I think they're going to kick off with just a few of them but starting with Silk is an amazing amazing way to start because mm. she, it's such a rich character and it's such like there's so much representation there and then there's so much of just struggle of that character of sure. of then that character becoming the most strongest emotionally and physically uh compared to any other spider uh spider person people with spider powers what the fuck are we saying <laughs> <laughs> spider folks i get you yeah and uh, I am, I'm truly, truly excited for that because it's 
it's a character that I've been wanting to see for a very long time. And the reason why it's on Amazon is because it's a uh, everything related to Spider-Man. So if a character is connected to Spider-Man in any way, it's uh, it's owned by Sony. Yeah. And this is a collaboration between Sony and Marvel. So they right. can't they can't put it on Disney Plus because that's solely everything that Disney owns. And sure. Sony does not have a streaming service, so they're gonna dump it all out on <laughs> Amazon. Uh, it's only a matter of time. Everybody else has got a streaming service at this point, so I'm sure they'll get one. Yeah, like James call Cameron. It the, <laughs> call it the Morbius streaming service. Yeah, James Cameron. Like I understand, he's 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 an incredible filmmaker, and and uh, you know revolutionary technician and and a wonderful human being as far as um, caring about the planet as well. He's he's an environmentalist, absolutely. Can we just stop talking about Avatar? <laughs> Yeah. For five minutes and let it come out before you tell us, oh, if it if it sucks and it doesn't make any money, then I'm not going to do the other ones. Well, wait, just wait a second and see what's going on. But then again, I, I can't really blame him. It's this fucking news cycle that we talk about. People need headlines every other second, you know, you just take an offhanded comment, you know, and, and, and it becomes, it's not like he tweeted that or whatever, or you can't tweet anymore or that's all happened as well recently. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I don't keep, want to go into that. People that's... keep making jokes about it. I'm like, I don't understand because I couldn't fucking care less. Same. But yeah, just like, James, we, we, we believe in you. We support you. The last one did great. You're going to do fine, buddy. You're going to be you're gonna be making blue people movies until you hit the grave. Don't stress. That won't be that, won't be that long if... <laughs> If, if this, that's, that's cold blooded. He's a vegan. He's very healthy. He'll look after himself. I mean, he'll probably he'll probably drown or something trying to make one of these movies. You didn't let me finish. Oh, sorry. Go go go. go. I said that won't be long if this one is a success because then he'll just be making blue people movies for the rest of his life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Too I'm much, not fucking killing him, man. <laughs> So Spider Silk the the Spider Man it's it's happening it's yeah. the Spider Society and we love it we're happy for it yes. we love it I hope like the best way to start it to start off to start it off would have been uh, Miles Morales but I get that Sony's still doing that uh, into the Spider Verse thing and they don't sure. want to disturb that and I respect that immensely because so much of Miles' story is. Peter's legacy, and if you have that connection with Peter in the Into the Spider Verse film, I don't think there's a way you can you can make something that can ever be on the level of that. Okay. So it's a so it's a good way of introducing characters that that might pop up somewhere in like thirty years time. Yeah. Well, I'll be. I won't be here probably. So that's. I don't you will be. Fuck you, man. You will. In be. thirty years. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll be seventy. Um, we'll we'll be intru- we'll be uh, we'll be interviewing James Cameron for Avatar fifteen. Yeah, just his head in a jar, like animated using fucking some sort of thing that he's developed. You know, it's, it'll be it'll be, a, it'll be a Futurama joke at that point. Are you kidding me? If if hang on, if I'm seventy, that means that he would be like a hundred and twenty. Oh no, he's not eighty. He's like 10 years older than me or 20 years older than me. He'd be 60-something probably. I don't know. I'll give him a call and ask him. Um, anyway, regardless of all that, we're talking about The Black Adams. It's a movie that's come out 
and you've probably seen it. We, we, we waited a little bit to, to talk about it just so that we can talk about some of the things that go on in it. Um, it's directed by, uh, I think it's um, Jimmy Colette Sierra. Uh, I'm sorry if I've pronounced that wrong. Um, it's really, really well put together, if nothing else. Really well directed picture. And um, it stars Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he's the only star in the film. And that's it. Then he that's plays it. all the roles. <laughs> Can you imagine? Black Adam, one man show with Pierce Brosnan. I love it. Fuck, he's great in this. It's so good to see him in something big like this again. It's a, it's a stage play. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, he just changes helmets occasionally. Um, so let's let's let's. What I don't know. <laughs> the really bad thing would be like if he went to play the Rock and did blackface, and and everyone was like, hey, "No, cancel city. Sorry, we don't do that anymore. It's 2022, Pierce." And he's like, "Damn." Um, but anyway. <laughs> That's my very poor Pierce Brosnan. Uh, let's 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 talk about it just on on a, on on an enjoyment level. How did you feel about this film? I felt so entertained and like I felt so, it was so much fun. It was so much fun and like I can't remember the last time I had so much fun in a superhero film. Really? Yeah, I know. Okay. And you you've seen it twice. You did the IMAX number, didn't you? Yeah, I did the IMAX number. I took my brother to it without him knowing. Jesus, did you get fucking? Did you get whiplash from people flying around in your head going like that? What? I went and saw Iron Man two at IMAX, and I came out with a sore fucking neck because the screen's so long. Like I had to like follow him like a tennis match, but really fast, and it was it was a lot. Okay. See, I didn't get that. Like the voice that you made was like, like a bee going by. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's the the I nearly said the Flash. Then fucking hell, um, Black Adam's like flying across the screen, and you've got to follow him. You know what I mean? It's it's uh it's tough. But um, forget. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, tangent the podcast. You you really enjoyed it though. What was it? What was it specifically? Is it just that it was a good time? Can you pinpoint something specifically? It was like okay, yeah, this is when I know you knew you were loving it. When the JSA showed up. Yeah, it was pretty baller. I mean, like, sure, the Avengers are great. Justice League's amazing. Yeah, it's just you see Hawkman with his fucking wings out and a mace. So I'm gonna fucking cheer. Yeah. It did look, the design of it, of all of it, honestly, was, it kind of leaned into that um, high contrast amber look that is so popular, in fact, that there are presets for it in editing systems yeah. um, to do a color grade. Uh, but I, I, I dig it, like the, the um, and it kind of fits with the theme of, of, of what it is and where the story begins as well. I must say, though, we're not going to talk about it chronologically or anything. We're just going to jump in where we think. I must say, I picked the the switch, where it's at the start. It's the dad is actually. Oh, absolutely! The fucking yeah. trailer starts with my son was murdered. Like that was yeah. their whole twist, and it was in the trailer. Yeah, and and but showing, not showing the dad. I was like, oh well, that's clearly the yeah. rock malnourished his head on a normal body is fucking weird man it is bizarre it's really strange i i'm not i'm not here for it i it was like, it was like seeing my mum like my mum's head on my dad's body it's it's like both of those things are familiar but not as a combination 
What are you talking about, Reeves? <laughs> oh, I'm not 100% sure. It was fucking bloody odd and weird. Because he's never looked like that. Even even when he was a teenager and he showed those pictures of himself standing there with a fanny pack or whatever. He's always been big. He's never looked like a, like an Egyptian slave um, or a Kandaharian slave. It's not Kandahar. It's... What's the place? Kandak. Kandak. Kandakian. <laughs> Let, let's just... Let's just not... <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was peculiar. <clears throat> yeah. So like, the Justice Society turns up. Yeah. And that's when you were like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, like, Amanda Waller talking to Hawkman and then Prius Brosnan as, as Dr. Fate, which was the only reason why I went. And, uh, yeah. i to be honest with you. I, I, I wasn't even going to do it at the cinema. You said to me, We've got to we've got to do Black Adam so we can talk about it. I'm like I don't have time for one, and I'm not really that interested. And then um, like Emily's away at the moment, so I was just like I've got nothing to do. I, I need to get out of the house, otherwise I'm just going to keep working. So yeah, went and peeped it, and um, I, that was what I had in my head. Pierce is in it. I might as well give it a punt. He's really good too. Everyone's just like, oh well, it's it's Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, it's no, not. It's not even visually like that. When you get to the movie, they showed a couple of things in the trailer that, that had multiple that kind of idea, yeah. but it wasn't the same. Yeah, and like the people who know DC will know that it's not Doctor Strange, mm. and that's what I love about just the Justice Society being there because, like, even the fucking Rock said that like this is this is the first superhero team to ever exist, and it, it's an honor to see them on screen. <clears throat> It's an honor to see Prius Brosnan, this amazing actor, play this character, which is so, so rich. And like, it's the chemistry between uh, Dr. Fate and uh, Hawkman is, is something that I've been wanting for for a really long time in a superhero film. And it's not something that uh, that that's like revolutionary or anything. But it's it's something that like, you, if there's a flashback film or anything, you like those two actors are gonna be so great together because like those characters are amazing together. What the mm. fuck am I saying? Did that make sense? Like yeah. even a part of it. I'm following you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the thing that I do, you know, we'll, we'll get off because it's not the Doctor Fate movie. But the thing I will say about Doctor Fate that <clears throat> I, I wish they'd done was I've just finished reading Infinite Crisis. Um, like the big omnibus and there's a bunch of stuff in there with Dr. Fate and it's, it makes it very, very clear that he himself as a person, a human being and the helmet are two different personalities. There's Naboo and, and him. I can't remember the the character's name, but um, I would have liked to have seen more of that kind of the, the, how do you, how do you contend with a, with a, thousands of year old force of will and still be a, still maintain humanity there was some of that going in there because he can see the future and yep. it was him wrestling with that but i would have liked to have seen it as more of like a dichotomy of like the, this power is something that i i don't necessarily wield it is something that is forced upon me yeah which absolutely. is kind of what shazam is true it's kind of what uh, black adam is as well yeah, sorry, I meant to say Black Adam, not Shazam. I got my I got my Shazams mixed up. <laughs> you know how you do that sometimes. Yeah, I got, got my Shazams mixed up. Um, yeah, he's he is 
like reluctantly becomes this you know the whole thing the whole thing is i'm not a savior it was never i was never the same i'm, I'm not a hero yeah i'm not a hero i just i i got these powers so i could lay waste to the people who who harmed him um but what, what did you think of the rock in this what okay so the rock is not tony stark fuck no the rock is not uh robert Downey jr we all know that right in terms of his acting prowess. Yes. But I think he fits the role of if when you pitch Black Adam and you pitch Black Adam in this film as an anti-hero who's a protector and not a hero mm-hmm. at all. I think he very well fits that. Because yeah, his facial expressions don't change for like 80% of the film. But you <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I think this is a funny way to put it. The guy is featureless. It's weird. He's does it. If you took those eyebrows away, he'd look like a thumb. He still looks like a thumb. Just seen from the other side. <laughs> it's like a thumb with eyebrows. <laughs> seen from the other side. At the back. Oh my god, is that a giant thumb? Oh no, it's the rock. I don't know why I'm surprised. I'm at a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. So you're saying he's never going to be... Like, I, I think he commits, if nothing else. Absolutely. Got, he, he, he really does care about what he does. And that's that's the driving force of this film. But I have to say, the music in this film is fucking amazing. Like, the themes yeah. for Death Adam and the JSA. Oh, my God. Lorn Balfi is outstanding. He's, he's, he, he is... In line to be the next Hans Zimmer. I don't know. Some people don't like Hans Zimmer, but you can't deny his. his what the um, fuck are you doing if you don't like Hans Zimmer? Like I was talking to a friend the other day, and and there was a they had something here in Melbourne where it was um, uh, like live versions of Hans Zimmer score, and you sort of sit in this place, and it's just just candle lit, and mm-hmm. you sit there and just listen to these people play Hans Zimmer music. And they invited me and I couldn't go because I was in Sydney. And they said they they tried to invite someone else. And that person just literally sent back a text message that said, fuck Hans Zimmer. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, that's aggressive. Who's, what did he do to you? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's the Zim. Yeah. He's the Zimmer. Like, who hurt you so much that you have to hate Hans Zimmer? I know. Like, what happened? Did someone torture you while you were listening to the score from lion king like i don't know you can anyway, never be tortured listening to the lion king score never no someone's torturing you while they do like you oh, know, okay. oh you know and then the sun then the music happens i was just trying to i was gonna hum a bit of it and i don't know any um yeah lawn belfie is is amazing yeah yeah what do you think of the the introduction of the fuck is his name sorry I don't know. Uh, uh, Adam Smasher. Fuck. Yeah, he's okay. I mean, it's just it's the same as any picture. It reminded me more than anything of the next men picture, Which where there's one? no real preamble. It's just like here's some dudes. You know, the X Men movies. It's it's like X X two. Colossus is just one of them. <laughs> You know, or X Men Three. It's just Colossus is just one. You don't know anything about him apart from the fact that he used to be a student there. Like you don't really know anything about Adam Smasher apart from his his Henry Winkler is his <laughs> uncle, 
and he inherited the the, the powers from him you know because traditionally the Adam Smasher was a you know World War II era yep so Justice Society is all World War II era um, and that's kind of it and that he's got to prove himself and that's it you know yeah. that's all, all you really get you know um, and that's totally fine I, I dug the young man who was playing him he had he had some good kind of gas to his to his speech he had some punchiness um he's young and still learning to be a hero which i dug a lot he's always eating which is hilarious because i love that absolutely be the case yeah you like you know you drive big and big and small and stuff um yeah i i I did enjoy it i will just say one thing we'll just go back to the rock really quickly he's like you know how you know how rappers are like (laughs) my friend hugo said it he, he, he's a hip-hop artist and he's like i'm not as good as the the big guys and i was always like why what are you talking about you're amazing and he said yeah but i don't i don't rap about how good i am at rapping which is what rappers do and they've always got a hype man so there's the rapper who's doing doing the lines and stuff and then there's a guy going behind him going yeah what what you know another one like that kind of dude and 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 he's just someone backing up the the actual rapper you know there's a guy behind buster rhymes going you know everything Dwayne the Rock Johnson is his own hype man and I love that talk up a movie so hard he doesn't need diddly dick like he did so much work to get people to come and see this movie and like I said it before about the 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 um because I said diddly dick is that why you're laughing that means nothing very small amount yeah Um, just imagine that on the rock that's why I'm laughing no we can't well, I mean, I know there's some stuff about The Rock that we we don't know. And I, there's sometimes we're, I'm not saying that he definitely is, but sometimes chemical enhancements make that happen to certain parts of your body. And I don't know if he is, but if he was, he doesn't need one. He might have he might be hung like a chickpea. That's all I'm saying. Um, and the marketing campaign for this was was like I said before, it's so aggressive. It was on every billboard. It was on every bus. It was on every channel. Every time you watched a YouTube clip, it was came up. It was it was on the back of every single DC comic that I bought throughout, you know, September and October. Absolutely. Um, they pushed the shit out of it. And he's the one doing it. He's working hard because he really... I, I do believe this is a passion project. I don't think he's just looking at... I mean, he would have got paid a lot of money, but I don't think he's just looking at the paycheck and going, that was worth it. I, I think he really did want to do it. And I think he wanted to do it because the character is, um, you know, is, is a minority. It's someone who was enslaved. Um, it's someone who rose to power, you know, through themselves. You know, he was gifted power, but, you know, found the truth in that power in himself. Um, it is a really strong story for him. And to ha- to be centered around a bunch of other heroes who kind of have that as well, um, you know, in, in the Justice Society. Uh, and, you know, you fully expect them to fight and everything. But, I mean, Hawkman's traditionally a white character, even though he is reincarnated over and over again. Um, but traditionally, it is a, it's a white person. I don't know about... Is it Tornado? Cyclone? No, uh, Cyclone. Cyclone. I'm, I've never heard of that character before. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I haven't either, but I loved her as the character. And the actor who who plays that character, I love them as well. Like, they fucking nailed that. Like, on, on first watch, I didn't really... I was kind of just in awe with <laughs> with uh, Pierce Brosnan and Hawkman being there. That I, like, And then 
the end credit scene happens. Uh, but the second time around, I actually really like the uh, chemistry between the JSA because, like, yes, there's a characters they're like they're picked out of from different time, but there's a, there's a camaraderie there, and there's a there's a sense of trust there that uh, you know even Doctor Fate said that this is your time to shine. Like uh, now, this is your chance to to prove yourself. And I love that. Mm. I love that he's the one who says that now this is your time to uh, prove yourself. It's so X Men. Like I he's, know. he's absolutely like even even the the huge ship that kind of looks like the Blackbird comes out of the basketball <laughs> court. Fucking hell, yeah. man! I just, um, it's just, yeah. I, they their chemistry works really well, um, and Pierce is is absolutely the the avuncular Charles Xavier surrogate for these two youthful people with powers. Absolutely. I mean, come on! I wonder if Marvel's watching that, going, um, we fucked up. Me. <laughs> Got a fucking lawsuit here or what? Can we do something about this? That's our plane. Um, yeah, I just want to go back to the marketing campaign because I have actual chats with the Black Adam film account. Okay. Hang on, wait. Can you repeat that? You have actual chats with yeah. the Black Adam film account. Yeah, so like the actual account, it has a chick mark. Who is it? I don't know. It's probably, it's probably The Rock, man. It'd be funny <laughs> if it was. He's just sitting at home going... Yeah, Eddie, I'm the I'm the rock, and uh, no, I'm I'm doing Sylvester Stallone there. I can't do I don't have a rock voice in me, unfortunately. I can only do one Sylvester Stallone impersonation. Oh yeah, ready, Adrian. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and <laughs> his finest role, his finest role to date. Yep, <laughs> amazing. Um. Outrageous! No, I don't have a rock, but you. So you're having conversations. So let's get back to this. You're having conversations with the promotional, yeah, Instagram page for the Black Adam. What are they saying? Is it oh beep boop boop beep beep bot 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 or kind of? It's just what it sounds like. But they were the one who texted me first. Like that sounds sus as fuck. I know that. that I was no. Nah, that is a sixty-four year old. Uh, uh, you, you know. Obese pedophile, like. <laughs> no, it's That's... not. No, it's fucking no. It has a check mark, dude. What does that mean? It means that it's verified. It's not fucking Twitter. It's on Instagram. Two hundred and seven k. Two hundred and seven thousand yeah, people. They're just like they're sending promotional material with like the posters and everything. Oh, and, like, okay. So like, did you hashtag Black Adam in a pod in a post or something? Absolutely not. That's the thing. And like the first message says, Filmatic Reviews, I am not the hero you're looking for yet. I am your... And then a dick pic. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's done. (laughs) It's the end of the show. It's just like, I'm not the hero you're looking for. And then a huge cock, (laughs) but with the rock's face, like photoshopped onto the tip. (laughs) (laughs) whatever it's the internet (sighs) okay i'm sorry i knocked my microphone sorry okay
<laughs> I so wish that's what it was. Oh, I'm not the hero you're looking for. Fucking ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you were talking about the marketing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Cackling like the fucking Joker. <laughs> some of this out oh I can't help myself <laughs> a ball sack with a lightning strike on it tattooed <laughs> oh. Oh. oh my god okay alright everyone welcome back to the podcast it's the tip of the penis with the rock's head on it but it speaks <laughs> oh no and when you ask it about the tattoo of the lightning ball he said me and Kevin Hart were drunk. <laughs> this is why that <laughs> you got to be real drunk. To, I've never been that drunk. Even in my drinking days, I was never drunk enough to get my fucking balls tattooed with anything. Okay, so back to the marketing campaign. You were, you were. So we're not you going back there. That's 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 gone. It's that's in, done, is it? It's in the ether now. It's gone. Yeah. Well, just the fact that they have a marketing campaign that targets people, you know, that in their algorithm that would be show interest because you clearly have interest in film and pop culture and comics. It found you. Yeah. Um, that's that says a lot about the uh, the World Wide Web. I'm exhausted now. Can't have a lie down. I'm not did mad. you did you say World Wide Web or did you say World Wide Web? Because I heard World Wide Web. Right. That's what WWW used to stand for before we, we stopped doing that. Um, so, just like thinking about this movie and how it fits in with other other DC properties, it's kind of one of the only ones that, although being autonomous, it kind of sits on its own, it also pulls heavily from what, what we understand as being Zack's Justice League universe. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, even tonally, it kind of has that feel. Uh, you know, there, there was some, you know, Black Adam murders people. He just does. That, that's, that's, that's what's up. It's part of part of the appeal, I guess. He's Superman without the conscience. Um, and, and again, you know, we talked about it last week. But the end, uh, Henry Cavill makes a, an appearance. He's a, he has a cameo at the end as Superman. Do you feel like with James Gunn and the other dude taking over as as the DC kind of creative heads that maybe they're thinking that this is the direction to go to kind of adopt some of that stuff that Zach kind of gave us and but also make it something new the way that Black Adam is and and, and charge towards whatever the future is? Um, I do think so, but mm. um. I think that James Gunn does know the audience really well. So he might pick up, he might uh, cherry pick a few things that work and then make something incredible out of those things. And I have, mm-hmm. I have full faith in DC now. Not, not like, not like I didn't. It's just the last few years DC's, DC has broken my heart. It's, <clears throat> it's why I wrote goodbye uh, DC. But, um, I'm I'm back on the train, man. Like I don't know what it was about this film, but I'm back on the train. This probably has to do with the giant 
yes, that happened at the end. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's hard to deny. But even if that wasn't there, it's, you know, you still would have had a good time. You absolutely. You kind of knew it was coming, but kind of didn't. I mean, The Rock wasn't very good at, you know, shutting up about that. Is it where Tom Holland was ruining every movie that he was in? <laughs> Um, and, and everyone was like, shut the fuck up, man. You fucking little shit ape. Like you little pommy shit ape. And no one says shit. Yep. Yep. No. Go the rock. I wonder if you have to call him the rock. No. Like every interview I've seen him, they call him Dwayne. They call him Dwayne. Yeah. He's not the rock anymore, is he? He is. But he's never billed as Dwayne the Rock Johnson anymore. True. Like on the marquee, on the you know on the poster, it doesn't say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It says Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, because he's an actor. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying. Like, I, if I met him, I would immediately call him the Rock because cool. that's that's you know what I what I remember him as. Um, as far as uh, uh, like I said, the future goes. Had this movie come out at a different time, what do you think the response would have been? Because this is. We were just talking about it then, you know, the, the, the everyone talking about oh, Marvel fatigue. There was even an article that said, oh, Marvel fatigue is up 50%, people say, and fucking bloody blood. I don't cite my sources because I'm not Woodward and Bernstein, you bunch of fucking shit apes. Um, but there is an oversaturation in the marketplace. There's absolutely no denying it. Had this movie come out five years ago, like pre-COVID, do you think it does better? Because there was that thing that came out was like, you know, it made such and such amount of money and then Black Panther 2 came out and everyone was like, it made so much more money. Well, here's the thing. You can't compare the two because Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, was always going to make more money than Black Adam. That was just the case. Yeah. Because of the things in the film and because of the things that happened that impacted the film. Sure. And those are two very, very different kind of uh, movies. Mm. Like... No, I'm just saying if it, if it had of, I, I agree with you and I agree with what The Rock said. He's like, we're just starting. We've only just started. Like that, that has a, a foundation in, in dozens of movies. <clears throat> I'm just asking if it, if it wasn't brought out now, not right next to Black Panther and not like during COVID or whatever. You know how like the Suicide Squad came out in COVID? Yeah. It's before all that. So before any of that stuff, um, you know, even before... Uh, sure. The Birds of Prey picture, like right. it's, it's it's just after, let's say, whatever version of Justice League you want, whether it ends up being the one that the one that we got at the cinema, so the 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 Joss Whedon version, um, it comes out after that. Do you think it does better, or would are we in a place where it's sort of better now? That's an interesting question. I I don't know if it would work after the Joss Whedon cut. Because there was so much stuff just surrounding all of that, that it even impacted Birds of Prey. And yeah. that people didn't go watch that film. And that's one of the best DC films that they've done. Is the best, in my opinion. I, I, I love that film. And uh, I, if, it, if it comes out after... I, th- I think if it, if it did came, come out, I'm sorry, my English is fucked today. It's better than mine. It's better not, than mine on the reg. Not. On the regular. Um, if it did come out in uh, in like let's say 2019 after Endgame, right? 
I think <clears throat> Black Adam then becomes the the Tasm, uh, the 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 Amazing Spider-Man of the whole franchise, where sure. pe- people don't really like it that much, and then over time, people start enjoying it more. Mm. Those those films benefit from the 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 saturation, though. Like people look back and go. Oh, it's kind of good to have something that sits on its own and, and, and isn't part of this huger universe. I think if you bring Black Adam out as the film that follows uh, Man of Steel, um, it might be too big. There might be too much going on, but it certainly would make that cameo work better because then you could have Man of Steel 2 that isn't Batman versus Superman, which yep. is probably a good move to start with. Um you know, to build that and then have Shazam be a, a bigger villain. But that's that's just me. That's just me. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. So we are going to talk about uh, Superman showing up. But uh, before we do that, I do want to point out something that I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. Where, like, <clears throat> so, like, Black Adam, the film, takes place in a day and a half, about, if I'm not wrong. Is that right? Okay, I wasn't clocking it chronologically, but it's 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 pretty. It kind of felt like a, a movie game level, like a, vi- a movie game, fuck video, game. a video game level, um, in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I love conduct, and I love that. I love what he does for conduct, conduct because that's that's his home, and he protects it. Like he doesn't mm. want to rule it or anything, and it shows. It kind of shows what the boys would be if if it was actually in the DC universe because Amanda Waller is controlling the superhero team, and sure. and this country where now they have a superhero they want to intervene, where before that it was the country was oppressed and and has been under so much trauma these past few years, and as soon as something that sparks their interest that that's that's kind of that can maybe someday become a threat to them. Now they want to like come in and kind of save the day. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if it's intentional and I, I, I'm probably reading a lot into it, but I, I love that, that that's the route they went with that. Like he's not a hero to everyone, but he's a hero to his people. And that's all yeah. that matters to him. Yeah. I mean that, that kind of mentality does breed dictatorships. Um, obviously not in this case because he's a superhero, but yeah, the comment that that U.S. global relations are often populated by the U.S. having panic attacks about what's going to go on outside of the, you know, it could be the Cuban Missile Crisis, it could be Vietnam, it could be absolutely Iraq one and two and Afghanistan. You know, whenever there is uh, turmoil or whenever there is something that affects things on a global stage, you can, you know, see it now what's going on with um, Russia and Ukraine as well. There is always intervention because they're the superpower, but it is the people who suffer. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a great Captain America line from age of Ultron. Every time someone tries to win a war before it starts, people, innocent people die. And that's absolutely true. There's that great scene where she's, um, uh, the, 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 the lead female, like I can't remember the character's name. Sorry. Um, She's the mother of the young boy, uh, the, the the freedom fighter. And uh, she's talking to them and she's like, oh, so you're going to come in now and, and, and do this? You know, we're we're all good. We don't need 
the 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 a bunch of white heroes not that they're all white but a bunch of milk toast heroes coming in and, and and saving the day we've got our own person um i think that's a sentiment that anybody could probably understand yeah absolutely and i love that i love that kid as well like yeah he's pretty great yeah like a lot of the characters are like it's they're not they're almost cardboard cutouts but they're not and that's what makes it amazing yeah. because they should like like the rock in in one of the interviews said that like black adam is is his like it's his dream project and everything is learned from the wwe is what what has impacted this film to even come out and yeah. and he's listened to the fans a lot and i think this is i think this film is is made by a fan for the fans it doesn't have to it doesn't have to have the the implications of a bigger universe it doesn't have to set up anything else it it just is and it's and it's fun and if there's the depth that you can find in their characters that you can love that's amazing mhm i think that's why it kind of worked for me hey man yeah well, like you don't have to even justify it if it speaks to you it speaks to you um but let's let's talk about quickly before we uh we we move on to our our favorite moments um the superman of it all i mean henry cavill is getting a lot of traction on social media at the moment he's a bunch of old clips are turning up from different sources and showing just how much of a decent human being he is if nothing else um and uh and and you know all bolstered by this this return of superman obviously it's not going to happen for a little while uh there's also been some stuff in the media lately about how it's been put on the back burner while James Gunn figures his shit out. Of course, he's gonna. He can't see the fan reaction and not and not at least gear towards that at some point to a Man of Steel two or whatever you want to call it. Of um, I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I really like Henry Cavill. I think he's actually a really good actor. He just hasn't had the opportunity to do this Superman. We talked about it briefly last week. Uh, what was? How do you feel about the future of what's what's going to happen now? I know the moment must have struck you, but what is it? What is this? the hope that you now have what does that lead into i think it leads into joy out of everything else yep like and it's it's fucked me up because now i can't lose hope for anything because <laughs> because um i don't know uh, me and Leanne were talking about something and i was like don't give me hope and she was like you can't say that now like you didn't give up hope on Superman and he returned. Like you have no right to say that to anything now. I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, if anything, you're a fucking wizard, and 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 you should be burned at the stake. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, they used to do that to to all them witches. Um, well, f- okay. First of all, fuck you for bringing that up because now I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, because now Sorry. now I'm gonna tell you to watch Castlevania again. So you did that to yourself. Damn, I keep forgetting about it. Every time you mention it, it's like, it's that thing, the elusive, What you leave the house and you're like, did I leave the fucking oven on or something? I can't remember what it is. Every single day I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing today? Watch Castlevania and shit. Um, yeah, well, okay, you know, hope and joy, but what, what what do you want the film to be? Like, you know, so Man of Steel 2, he said that it's going to be a more joyful, you know, a more Superman, Superman story, excess on the super. What we got? We got Brainiac? We bring it. We bring in back fucking Jesse Eisenberg, bald as the day is long. Or well, what are we doing? I really do want Jesse Eisenberg back 
because I think just like Henry Cavill, I I don't think he kind of got the right uh, treatment of Lex Luthor. Like this, like the Lex Luthor we saw is the Lex Luthor before he becomes the Lex Luthor that we know. Absolutely. And I think there's so much potential there. Mm. And uh, it's the same way I feel. Like, I don't have a pitch for Man of Steel 2. And I'm kind of glad that I don't. Because then it would just crush me if it wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 totally fine. I, I, maybe we'll just leave it. What do you think, folks? What would you like to see in the upcoming Man of Steel 2 or whatever it's going to be called? They should just call it Superman colon something, honestly. Like, just we, we, everybody knows we're not we're not idiots. Um, like so, Superman Rise of the Hope or something. The Rise of Hope or something. Yeah, I can, I can dig that. But, you know, look, Batman begins and they became Dark Knight this and Dark Knight that. We, we all get it. We all understand it's the it's the dude in the cape. Um, Wait, but before we move on, though, what's your Man of Steel 2? What's my, my pitch? Yeah. Brainiac. Of course. In some capacity. Because he's such an unusual villain for Superman because he can't be beaten by pure force like he's intellectual like he can throw all sorts of robots and shit at superman but he's still a superior intellect like how does superman beat someone he can't outthink as fast as he is um it also gives superman the opportunity to like the one thing that we didn't get a a chance to see is superman's like skill set all he did was really punch stuff hard and fly like Where's, where's the Superman who freezes a lake and then lifts it over his head to, you know, or uses, a, you know, half of a mountain to block a volcano? Like, I want to see him solving the same way that you see in, in the um, uh, the Son of Kal-El comic where uh, uh, um, Jonathan Kent doesn't hasn't thrown a punch almost the entire series. He's just, he's, you know, stopping tsunamis and saving people from this and that. And the, like, I want to see Superman as the the first responder. That, that kind of Superman, you know, saving cats from trees and shit. And then he takes on someone who is, can outthink him at every turn. So, yeah, just call it Superman colon Brainiac and we'll all get it, you know. Yeah. And I think having Brainiac as a villain against Superman could, like, the dialogue in, <clears throat> in those scenarios would be amazing. Like, it would be like that conversation about the ship of Theseus in WandaVision that both visions have. Yep, but like that's yeah. every conversation. And and you you forget the Joker of it all, take him out of out of the Batman and the young guy who played the Joker. What's his name? Uh, the Irish kid. Uh, Barry. Barry Corgan. Yeah, him. Forget the Joker, get him in his brainiac, and but he plays it the way that he plays that creepy kid from Killing of a Sacred Deer. And if you haven't seen Killing of a Sacred Deer, the Yorgos Lanthimos film, fucking watch it. It's outstanding. It's the best supervillain movie since, uh, like, supervillain origin movie since Unbreakable. It's outstanding. Damn. Gotta, Check it out, man. It's, it's really it. good. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to uh, question time, uh, Let's round up with, with sort of favorite moments from the Black Adams. Uh, we'll do three for three. Uh, we'll go to sip, sip, sips. Yep. Uh, you know, like ascending order. So three, two, one. Um, what's your favorite number three moment? This is going to be weird, but um, 
It's the jet coming out of the, the basketball court. No, yeah, that was gonna be mine as well. Like, God, I was like, oh, fuck, this is this is what I'm looking for. It's like, you know, some some um, some real comic book shit. Yeah, you know, I know they're kind of cribbing from X. I don't know who what saw that and was like, oh yeah, no, that'll be fine. That's not at all like X Men, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's my number three as well. How about that? Yeah. I mean, we've done that before. We've had number ones together at the same time. That's that's very... T- yeah. Saying we've had number ones together no, is... Sorry. Funny. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Crossing the streams. All right. Well, then what's your number two? And I'll see if it's my number two. Sorry. Don't cross the streams. I'm sorry. Crossing the streams is bad. Uh, I don't know. Depends on the person. <laughs> Well, no, in Ghostbusters, it's bad. Depends on the person. That's absolutely true. Enjoy yourselves. But no, I just was I was talking about Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. Your number two? Um, my number two is uh, the Dr. Fate teaching Death Adam sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good move, actually. Yeah, I do like that. Um, it's, I mean, Pierce is great in the whole thing. My, my number two is probably... Um, the the sort of the roper dope that they do at the um checkpoint with the little kid and the skateboard and then the woman in the back and all that like i kind of like that intrigue because you don't know what's happening yeah all you know is that kandak is a is an occupied territory um and and who are these people are they are they just trying to get home are they freedom fighters and he's this guy's so cool and casual about it like i i was really i didn't know what was happening and it and it it pulled me right in. That's the beginning of the movie. Apart from that, the preamble, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is pretty cool." Yeah. Number one. I mean, do I really have to say it? Is it the soup dupe? It's the soup dupe. Soup dupe. Yeah. I mean, I I gotta agree as well. If it wasn't that, it probably would be the part where <laughs> the part where Black Adam pitches a guy into the fucking ocean. That was, that was pretty dope. <laughs> Just flings him into the ocean it ain't no thing um i enjoyed it a lot but yeah to see henry, henry cavill back the one thing i will say about the superman is i feel like i'm talking a thousand miles a minute today um because i just amazing. finished workout like immediately it came into this like i'm full of endorphins um and uh, yeah the superman thing can we can we forget this greasy hair business that started yeah. in Man of Steel, like, uh, sorry, started in um, BVS. Man of Steel, in Man of Steel, his hair is quaffed. Like, it's more like mine. Like, he's got the spit curl and everything, but it's soft looking. It doesn't look like it's filled with product. Let's go back to that, please. This fucking, this, this, you know, I expect him to fucking break out and have a goddamn, a dance battle with a bunch of the sharks, you know? Oh, man. When you're a shark, you're a shark. Sorry, that was a West Side Story joke. Okay. I thought, um, I thought you'd like, referencing to a comic where superman has a dance battle with king shark in the middle of the ocean and then Aqu- aquaman joins and i was like okay cool all right my pitch for man of steel 2 has changed <laughs> that's now that forget everything i said um fantastic well that's black adam everyone i think it's still in cinemas go and check it out if you so please uh tell us what you think in the comments please it's uh, always good to have some interaction um, but uh, before we finish for the day, do we have some questions? We have some questions.
right, so these questions, how many? Three questions. Three, these questions, three. That's, that's, I always make that joke of these questions, however many, but in the, in the fable, it is actually three. Um, go ahead with these questions. All right. Question one is who should do a Man of Steel sequel? As in the director? Yep. I can fuck every- Brad Bird. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, actually not Brad Bird. I want an Edgar Wright, dude. Oh yeah. Okay. I could see that. My my voice just went weird. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um, that's crazy. My 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 fiance always tells me I have ridiculous range, but it's not for anything other than doing stupid voices. Like I can't sing. It's wait. It's like yes, a, you a, can. I'd be, be a good cartoon. No, I can fake pretend to sing. Um, That's still singing. Like Harry. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, hang on one sec. Let me just find the director of this. Um, it is. Um, she directed Punisher Warzone. Um, Lexi Alexandra. <laughs> Uh, it, it is a great director. She's done mostly TV. Um, she directed uh, Green Street Hooligans as well. Um, she did some stuff on the the Taken TV series. She directed a bunch of Arrow and Supergirl. She's great. She's got a great sense of action, um, great sense of pace and momentum. Um, you know, and and honestly, let's get a bit of, you know, not to ring the diversity bell, but why not? Like, what what's stopping someone from you know uh, um, of a different gender than than the typical white male uh, directing a superman picture that, so that's my pitch yeah absolutely um before edgar Wright, i was gonna say fuck everything and let jetta gerbic do it i was gonna say that but then i remember that she's gonna be doing a narnia series so she won't be free yeah she'd be, be busy she'd be busy with narnia's um coming in and out of the closets that's yeah that, that's, <laughs> yeah no that was not no. what i meant but you, you know what i'm saying everybody it's we're friends now. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, what's the uh, what's the, the the third the second one? Sorry. So there's actually a two parter by uh, our guest that we had, Leanne. What's up? What's up, homie? Welcome back. Yeah. Um. So question one is: What are your thoughts on those who are unfairly trashing this film? Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't think any anybody should trash anything. Um. I was recently on another podcast, the Sequel Suck podcast. Um, thanks for having me on, guys. And um, uh, one of the one of the cats who who's on their cable was was saying that because um, we were talking about Halloween ends, and he was saying that me and one of the other hosts, Michelle, um, uh, hated the film. And after he finished, and he they asked my opinion, I was like, let me just make it perfectly clear: I don't hate anything. Um, hate is such a, a, a really strong Show word her. and it is banded around a lot <laughs> i hate this film really did it come to you in like to where you live and burn your house down like grow the fuck up it's just, it's a movie don't watch it again it's really easy um so yeah i just think if you don't like it that's totally cool i can i can understand why you might not um but there's no reason to you know get on the internet and you can get on the internet and review it honestly but you don't need to spout hateful speech about it that's just ludicrous yeah i'd say the people who are unfairly judging and trashing this would be film bros do you know what that means yeah yeah i totally get what you're saying yeah and like unfairly trashing it would be trashing it before it comes out yeah and people do that all the time people have already made up their minds about you know a lot of stuff like the new Avatar movie. I know a lot of people are like, what the fuck? Why would I bother going and see that? I don't really want to go and see it either, but I have no interest because I don't, I didn't really appreciate the first one. Um, but yeah, like to, 
to judge something before it has an opportunity to disappoint you is is backwards ass concepts i don't know yeah and the second part of the question is what would you like to tell them i would ask them to explain themselves without using negative terms so what why don't you why didn't you like this tell give me reasons is it the cinematography is it the acting is it the story is it um you, you felt it wasn't representative of the culture like give me reasons it's really easy for um people to trash something and go oh it was shit and then the person who likes it is the person who ends up having to def- defend themselves that's backwards ass if i say i like something and you go oh no i thought it was shit the earnest is on you to explain why it was shit i'm the one being positive so i would ask for an explanation if it was an explanation that that had succinct points i would accept that explanation and move on or i would give them a hug and go it's just black adam don't worry this it's not real it's all fake little little cuddles and then i'd give them a frozen yogurt or something yeah. and the question the third no that was it was that the third one? Oh, okay, so it was a two-part. Right, okay, cool. Well, here we are. Nearly at the end. Um, we're just going to take five minutes here to quickly do a new segment that we were going to do last week and we ran out of time. Um, it's called, What Are You Pitching? No, that's... <laughs> it's called something or other, We're Pitching a Movie. I don't know what... We haven't got a name for it or a, or a piece of music. Johnny, I know you can hear me. <laughs> what a fucking legend, man. Like, I just, I can't praise, praise him enough. He just drops bombs. He does his, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's no worries. Piece of music for you. Ping. Like, this is all stuff from his album, his new album. He's demoing. He's like, yeah, you can have it, sure. Like, just, what a champion. Anyway, enough Johnny suckage one more time. Uh, my friend, my dear friend Addy, in your dope-ass Nightwing t-shirt, what is your pitch for today? It's an elevator pitch, so it's got to be 90 seconds or less. I can't do that. Ah. Oh. I, I would stuck myself. <laughs> in the elevator, that's not good. Fuck me in the elevator. That's my favorite tab on Pornhub. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, well, just give me your pitch then. But you know, try and keep it a little succinct. You know, the people have got things to do. They got they got sandwiches to make. Right. Listen, let's pick. Let's pick up. Uh, do you have a pitch? That's my question. I do. Yeah. Nice, because I have one for I uh, one for DC and one for Disney. Apparently. Okay. okay. I only have one for DC because I thought we were just doing DC. But you, you go. You do yours. Yeah. So for DC. DC one first. Yeah. Let's pick up from Black Adam, right? Okay. Let's have Zatara be the next, uh, the next in kin to inherit the helmet. And then Zatanna freaks the fuck out, goes to Dick, tells him to assemble the Titans again because she doesn't know what to do with her father because he's been taken over this entity that's making him do things that he wouldn't like. Amazing. Yeah, man. So it's a back alley way. To, I didn't say back door there. You can't say that either. It's fucking filled with innuendo <laughs> we don't mean today. It's, it's, a, it's a side street into getting to a Titans movie. And is it the Titans that currently exist um, in the TV show? Uh, kind of, but also no. Like, okay. the characters, yes. The actors, no. 
Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to do the thing that DC's been really good at of having different pockets of, of stuff. Yeah. There's TV and there's movie. Yeah, all right, cool. I'm going to dig it. Make it happen. Who's directing it? Oh, me, yeah, me. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking baller, man. Yeah, that was the, that was some gangster shit, by the way. I was joking. You were like, oh, no, you're me. Yeah, I'm going to direct the fucking <laughs> shit out of it. Um, I it, love it. If I'm going to do it, you know who's going to be Nightwing? So. Me. <laughs> You're going to be fucking 20, Batman. I am 20 years too old. I'm too happy to be Batman. I, I would be Plastic Man or someone like that, you know, Elongated Man before his wife got killed. I didn't know Elongated that. Man's wife got, got killed by Dr. Light in the comics. So there's the Dr. Light. Okay. There is, yeah. Horrible. It's a really good story, though. Um, anyway, back to you pitching Disney. What do you got for Disney. No, I'm, I'm still not done with DC. Oh, okay, go. Yeah, so that's part one of... That could be like a four-act... Or like a, a four-film arc where they kind of help uh, Zatanna and then at the end of it, she accepts that her father is actually gone. But I really want to do that one scene where they have in Young Justice where where she takes off the helmet and puts puts it on herself. And it's her talking to her father, uh, her father's spirit. And it's it's their last conversation as daughter and uh, father. And they, and they say all the things that they want to say to each other. And then he goes on and becomes Dr. Fate for the new JSA and introduce like new characters. And that can also then lead into a bad girl film where we have Dick. No, it can't. It can. <laughs> It can. I'll fucking make it, man. It can. It's not going to happen. What's your pitch? And my, my pitch is a DC one as well. I'm just quickly looking it up here so I can um, uh, get all the all the cast right. So um, a couple of... This has always been a series. It's a series called Checkmate. And it's basically a... It's an espion, a, like espionage unit. Kind of like DC's version of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a way. Ooh. Um and it's a really cool series. It was a grown-up series. It was a spy thriller kind of thing. And recently, um, you know, in the last 18 months or so, um, there was a series that came out by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex uh, Malvi and uh, Dave Stewart. And it was just called Checkmate. And it was, yeah, it was this awesome espionage thriller comic. No, it was weird. Nothing really happened in the comic, but the idea was pretty sound and the cast of characters sort of under the banner of this um clandestine uh, uh uh operation is lois lane with green arrow the question who i fucking love um and i think this version of the question might have been the renee montoya one but i can't remember um manhunter uh steve trevor and Mr. Bones, and they're all, and there's also uh, Superman pops into it as well. Um, and uh, uh, there's, they've got a new ca- a leader called Mr. King, who's this immortal dude. And it's just this this spy thriller with these legacy characters who we all know. You fucking make a series of that, an eight episode series. Maybe I'm just in in espionage space watching all the Jack Ryan show. Make it like that. And have, you know, the first two episodes of something directed by Catherine Bigelow and have the series itself. Catherine Bigelow, the director of um, Zero Dark Thirty, The Hurt Locker, Detroit, uh, Point Break, um, Near Dark. Just 
wonderful, wonderful director, Academy Award winner. Um, uh, yeah, just have her do the first couple episodes and then sort of cycle in and out different directors and, um, you know, have the bulk of the series written by Brian Michael Bendez. Uh, yeah, that, that's my pitch, DC. Give me a ring. So what's your Disney one? Oh, this is this is a bit weird for me because I'm going to pitch a Star Wars show. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your Star Wars show called? Yeah, uh, for the people who don't know because I haven't openly said it, but I watched the original trilogy and I watched Rogue One, which, mm-hmm. which empowered, gave me power to fucking watch the original trilogy. And uh, after after the original trilogy, I found out that I really loved the prequels. Jesus, <laughs> careful! You're about to, uh, a thousand nerds just sat up in their beds. Oh, someone's saying that the prequels are better than the OG. Oh, I'm gonna get on the internet and fart, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever they do. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, have a series like like. I haven't watched Andor yet. Mm-hmm. Right? I might, and it's going to have two seasons with 12 episodes each. So the first one just ended yesterday. That's correct. So um, have a series based, uh, like, have it start with the Order 66 going on. Right? Mm-hmm. And don't shy away from the violence. Like, fucking commit to it. Right? Have a 12 episode series of this clone that malfunctioned who found a Jedi and both of them are on a space mission to save each and every Jedi people that they can. Cool. And like you can have attachments to fucking the whatever that goes on in the Star Wars universe. Like have like have Ahsoka come in for, for like a, a couple of episodes. And have like Quinnen Wash, who's in the, who's mentioned in the Kenobi series, but was also a part of, uh, I think he was a spy, a Jedi spy in uh, Clone Wars, and have mm-hmm. some Clone Wars characters come in, and it, it would just be like like have a really, like make that show for the adults who were fans of, of that show when they were growing up, and now yeah. have like. Like how you do with Rogue One, like it's a very, very dull take in a in a universe that's that's usually have that usually has an happy ending. A happy ending. Yeah, great, man. Yeah. I love it. And it's I, I think you'd really like Andrew. I mean I've only watched a little bit of it, but Johnny raves about it. He says it's the best thing to happen to <laughs> yeah, Star Wars since I the saw last that. Jedi. Like digs it a lot. Um yeah, I, I that sounds like a good show to me. I'd watch that shit. Yeah. Like something really serious for the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Well, check out check out Andor. That's that's a prequel to Rogue One, basically. Yep. Um, which sort of shows how he he joins the rebellion. So with those pitches finished and all pitched out, that's it. We're done. We're done for the day. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, uh, we really do appreciate it. We hope you had a good time. Remember to rate and review on Amazon Music and... Not Amazon Music, what are we on? Yeah, we're on Amazon Music and Spotify. Yeah. Amazon Music and Spoodafoo and YouTube. And YouTube. Uh, come check us out. Uh, it's always lovely to have you and, and join the conversation. Uh, Addy, lovely to see you, sir. It's, um, it's uh, beautiful. It's wonderful. We love doing it. And uh, we'll be back next week 
we're gonna do we're gonna do Black Panther, right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, right. Like on. this episode kind of fits perfectly with uh, Black Adam coming out just a few days on uh, HBO Max as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're getting a pretty quick release these days. Um, cool. All right. Well, we'll see you next time for maybe Wakanda Forever. Who knows? Um, but until then, stay amazing, stay safe, and love yourself. Bye.